Hey everyone, hope you're doing okay. This is just a quick message to say that this episode does contain strong language and I do talk about some things that are potentially triggering. So just take care of yourself and if you're not feeling in the right place, maybe save this episode for another time. Take care. exist the trans non-binary gender podcast with me ZZ. I'm 30 years old from London non-binary and go by they them pronouns and this is my podcast. Hi and welcome to episode 3 of the podcast. First I want to give a big shout out to everybody who supported us so far. You're the fucking best. We all need community and I'm hoping that my voice in your ear can provide you with that little extra sense of community in the strange times we live in. So thank you so much for supporting the podcast. So in episode 3 I want to talk about my experiences with gender. I want to talk about what I think gender means to me. I want to talk about the ways that I do and don't express my gender, how I continue to learn about my gender, how I'm learning constantly how to accept and embrace my gender identity, and what I see for the future going forward. Essentially, it's a me interview myself, just for you. So enjoy. talk about what gender means to me. Gender is something that's been very confusing to me over the years, to the point where I always used to just settle as just being a cis person, just out of pure convenience and lack of understanding. I just decided that I had to be my assigned gender at birth because I didn't understand my gender feelings fully. I'm sure this may be something that other trans and non-binary people have been through before understanding themselves better. All I knew was that I didn't quite feel right with who I was. I felt like I never really fitted in and it was a constant challenge to fit into societal norms even though I wasn't really that keen on fitting in. However in the past I felt like I've at least had to try for practical and safety reasons. This can depend on where I am and who I'm around. When I felt like I've had to tone myself down for others I often feel like I'm performing life which is a weird feeling. I wonder if anyone else can relate. I always thought that everyone must feel this way about themselves and secretly have the same feelings as me and hey, maybe they do and maybe they just don't know it yet. After all, to me the gender binary is so rigid and restrictive, how can that be an enjoyable way to live without exploring? Even though I've kept my gender feelings to myself over the years, I've never really liked to conform to the gender roles or expectations and often instinctively push back from the stereotypes associated with my assigned gender at birth anyway. So I've never been stereotypical when it comes to gender and what we are told we are or what we have to be in society. For me, the gender binary means control, society dictating to me and telling me who I am and what I can and can't be. And to be honest, I've never liked that. I just thought to myself that's just the way it is and I have to just deal with it. After all, when I was at school, we would not even talk about binary trans people, let alone non-binary people. So you just do your best to loosely follow this social construct to survive in society. I've had to learn about myself gradually over the years and learn to accept my real feelings. So right now, in regards to my gender identity, I feel very much on the gender spectrum, somewhere floating around. Sometimes I feel fluid with my gender and other times I feel what does it all mean? I don't relate to any of this. It's a weird place to be at times. Maybe my gender identity is in an androgynous area of the spectrum, but I don't really know, it's all a bit confusing, which I guess is okay. This may even change in the future, in a year's time I may understand myself even more, and be able to verbalise the way I feel about my identity a lot better. All I know is that I'm not cis, and I identify somewhere under the non-binary umbrella. let's talk about how I express my gender. The way I express my gender I think comes out in a lot of ways. 
I never really liked societal norms, especially from my teenage years. I used to always dream about having lots of piercings and different colour hair, which I have some piercings and I have been dyeing my hair again, which is it's cool. I like the idea of embracing different styles. I was an alternative kid and into a lot of alternative music as a teenager and I love the fact these music genres allow people to express themselves in different ways to the mainstream. So that was really cool. So I did get bullied a lot in my school days for the way I chose to express myself. I feel like there's a lot of trans people express themselves through alternative culture and now realise they're trans and may have experienced the same sort of bullying. In the 90s and noughties being trans was not really a thing that was spoken about unless it was being treated as a joke in the media. Whereas today we're talking about gender identity more and more, although we still have a really long way to go. So I might be wrong, but I feel like a lot of trans people like me may have been attracted to other ways of expressing themselves away from society's expectations. If you couldn't transition back in the noughties in the UK, you may have found other ways to relieve some of your dysphoria and feel more like yourself. So for me, I think that the alternative side of me is a big part of my trans identity and it will continue to be going forward in the future. For example, it always felt painful when I've had to conform and not been able to express myself fully. For me, like growing up in the mid noughties as a teenager and, and still now really, like I used to love bright pops of colour, skinny jeans, dyeing my hair different vibrant colours, my piercings, customising my clothing and in general just being different from all my friends at the time. This obviously came with its risks and I had I have some not so fun stories from my school days and teenage years which I'm sure a lot of other alternative kids and obviously trans people still experience now. But for me being an individual whether it was how I acted or how I visually expressed myself was a vital and, and it was just vital and every time over the years that my expression has been eroded it always left me with that very disconnected feeling like I'm not myself and I'm playing a role in a costume for the sakes of other people which never sat well with me and when you live in a when you live in a town that's pretty conservative it's not like the most conservative place like there's there's worse places in the world but like you're from like a medium-sized town and you've lived there for your first part of your life you have to get a job and get paid pay your rent you sometimes have to try and find a balance and it's really shit like it's really shit like you you're compromising yourself for for that and it's it's survival so we can't punish ourselves for that so if anyone else is in a similar situation and they're they're kind of thinking back and going oh i wish i wish i'd never like just like i wish i just like stood up for myself and that like it's understandable it's understandable because we've all had to do it before so yeah that's what i had to do so for me it was just like I think there was always a focus on just getting out of my hometown and, and moving to a city which for me was London and I've finally done it now a few years back I think I've been here like four, four or five years so it was vital that I did that absolutely vital because I think if I was still in my hometown now I just don't feel like I just don't feel like I could be starting this journey that I'm on now like so I think for other other trans people and other alternative people or people that don't feel like they fit into where they're from, like the city's a cool place to be. It's not always easy to get to a city and it's expensive to live in the city, but it's definitely a cool place to be. So if you're feeling quite isolated, my thing was always just to like eventually get to the city. That was a long-term plan to get to London. So if you're able to do that, like to be able to be yourself and feel safe and and just kind of be you you know there's so much more people in the city than small towns and and sort of villages across the uk or wherever you are in the world you know cities encompass all sorts of cultures and they're much more diverse so it was always an aim for me to be able to express myself and move to a city and i think with expression like it's it's always been more than aesthetic to me it was like it just it meant a lot more like it wasn't just like I like these clothes it was like these clothes are me like this is how I dress this is me this is how I need to be and that's why I think it, it's somehow tied I think this is why it's somehow tied to my gender identity and I've been thinking about it a lot lately so it might sound silly but I hope there's someone else out there that can connect to that make that link 
like I'm 30 now and I'm trying to reclaim some of that expression because um, it's it's got it gets it gets eaten away gradually you know you you do different jobs and it gets eaten away and I think I think the worst culprit actually that I, that I could think of is my last job that I had which was actually still in London um, when I moved to London to obviously get a, get a place to live and that I needed like a job like they want to see like that you're earning an income and that and they want like a regular income so I couldn't work for myself or anything at the time so I worked for this place and, and they were like you can't wear certain colour socks I used to always go in like, my, like lime green socks and everything and they were like yeah you can't wear that and I thought they were joking so I just carried on wearing them because that's me and I just I like pushing the limits a little bit but yeah it got to it got to the point where it got quite heated over a pair of socks so I was just like they're pleasing me the way I look like down to my socks so I had to stay there for a bit but um, I think I stayed there about a year and a half so too long but um, I had to financially unfortunately but um, now I work for myself which is a lot better um, but yeah now I work for myself it's a lot easier to make my own rules I still I still feel like I have to be mindful of keeping my customers and work so I can pay the rent ain't totally free but I work in a big city as opposed to a town now which is much more diverse um, I can wear my piercings I can dye my hair I just wear a cup a cap or a beanie if I don't want my customer to see it so it's quite it's quite easy to get around but yeah that's how that's how I've expressed myself over the years um, and I'm trying to like reclaim that now like my hair has been purple lately and blue and pink and I used to do it with like green and pink hair and like half black half like blonde hair and all this sort of stuff like from my, my punk days and everything so I'm just trying to like reclaim that part of me that's kind of got eaten away and I think there's a lot of trans people that can connect to this like alternative like culture they may have used to be part of before they before they kind of were out as trans or knew they were trans or understood their their trans feelings and I, I hope that's connected to someone out there like if you're if you're feeling like some of these same like feelings about your gender expression and the links between you know your teenage years and how you were different expressing yourself to other people around you like I was clearly different like I would turn up in like blue and yellow tartan trousers like half blue half yellow tartan trousers like and I'd go like turn up to a bar in them like so it it was different like it was different and I ne and I liked you know I, I think I liked to stand out but also I didn't want that attention as in I didn't want the negative attention I just liked to feel like myself but don't get me wrong like it wasn't always like easy to do that and I think I think that's the other thing that eats away at you when you express yourself how you want it's a lot easier to do it when you're younger and when you're at college and when you're at uni you know especially if you're, you're like me and you've done like an art course or a course that was in the art building and everything it's a lot easier than when you go into the workplace and you're around people that are like a lot more like negative about expression and stuff they want you to just like settle in and they think that's a teenage thing or it's a phase or they there really is constraints so like to pay your bills and everything like really none of those constraints should be there but I can empathize with any anyone that kind of wants to express themselves in a way that is a bit non-conformist and that's their gender identity or that's part of their their gender expression I should say so I can in some ways it's in some ways if you're like a binary trans person and you're expressing yourself in a very conformist way in in some ways if you if you're if you're passable then you can kind of like fit in a little bit more into society you still have all the same dysphoria you've like experiences as other trans people but you can kind of like fit in a bit better but if you are if you're a bit more non-conformist with your gender expression or your expression or your just your, if you're if you're cis if you if you express yourself in a certain way that's non-conforming you do you do stand out and you you do have that kind of crushed at times and you do have that those moments where you know walking around the streets isn't always safe depending where you are like so there is there is some crossover there but like I think I think my gender identity is definitely linked to that part of me like a lot of my alternative clothes were like 
inverted commas unisex fit like so like a lot of skinny jeans a lot of like bright colors they just weren't they weren't overly masked but i wouldn't say they were they were femme either they, but so that's why that's why i think to myself like i think there is a link there and that's like i think there's definitely a link there i never liked fitting to the stereotypes of gender and i think part of it's like my rebellious side but part of it's like just me at my core that's who i am so yeah that was a bit of a ramble but i hope that makes sense to someone out there and i hope if you're listening and you you feel the same or similar like it's like struck a chord with you How do I continue to learn about my gender identity? So I'm fairly freshly out to my partner about my non-binary gender identity. But in truth, I knew deep down that I didn't fit in with society's boundaries. And for many years, even as a child and as a teenager, I just didn't really understand it. So I continued to suppress it. I thought times in my life that I could be a trans woman, but it didn't really fit right with me. I just knew that being my assigned gender just didn't work. And I really felt like this weird inner conflict that I didn't really fully understand. So I thought maybe I could be a cis gay guy, but it didn't really fit with me. I felt more attraction to women and femme presenting people, but then I did like some mass features, just not on cis men as much. So that was pretty confusing. So then I thought I might be bisexual. I half committed to this on my MySpace page for a short period of time. Yes, I'm that old and MySpace fucking rules. But because of a lot of homophobic bullying over the years, I just decided to keep my sexuality to myself, as I leaned more towards women and femmes, but attraction to all genders was never off the table. I think I also thought if I wasn't totally attracted fully to cis gay men, that I couldn't be trans. So I spent a lot of time internally thinking that if I was trans, I couldn't be into women or other genders, which sounds ridiculous now, but at points in my life, this was a genuine internal battle that I was having. Like, it was, it was something that go through my head so many times like it's all it's almost like my brain was trying to default to everything but trans and it was finding every excuse not to be trans it's very weird so like if you're having the same internal voice telling you you can't be trans if you're attracted to the gender that people would presume that would make you straight inverted commas that's from your assigned gender at birth and i'm telling you you can be trans like just because people would presume you to be straight in your assigned gender doesn't mean you can't be trans and then be gay or lesbian or bisexual or pansexual or any sexuality you want or asexual like like i mean you wouldn't have the the same sort of you wouldn't have the same sort of uh attraction as like a gay lesbian or straight person like obviously if you're asexual but like it works slightly differently but you know there is no restrictions on there's no restrictions on like what sexuality you have to be to be trans like you know you can be attracted to or not attracted to whoever you want to be so i think that is something that's like a stigma and it's like a trope that like is like that we all internalize as trans people and like it works for like it works out for some people some people some people are you know they are perceived to be um gay or bisexual in their assigned gender and then they transition and then they are straight they're assumed to be straight like so there's there's different things like for different people so don't let that devalidate you as a trans person because who you're attracted to and sexuality or who you're not attracted to is not any it doesn't have any bearing on your gender so this is something that I internalized and I don't really fully know where it come from, but it's definitely out there. And I think I've heard other people say the same thing. And it's it's weird, it's weird. I don't know where that, well, it's obviously come from society, but I don't know what part of society that's come from or where I've picked up over the years. But it was definitely something that I internalized for years and years and years and years and years when I was having these four processes. So to summarize that last point a bit more concisely, sexuality and gender are two separate things. So don't let that internalized stuff put you off living as your authentic self, whether you're binary trans or non-binary trans. 
So in regards to sexuality, I think nowadays I would say my sexuality fits closest to like pansexual, with less of a preference for cis men. Um, but it's not like it's not like totally like it's not like totally off the table as I said earlier. I'm also usually drawn to other queer people in relationships. A lot of people I've dated or been in relationships with have been bi or pan or queer in some way, and it's not that I've I've looked for them. It just turns out that they are like. It, so I guess we're like. I guess we attract each other somehow like i'm sure that happens to other people as well you just attract each other like when i've been out with like people that i think or perceive to be straight and like very cis normative and like whatever that is do you know what i mean like very like just it's just i just don't it just doesn't do it for me it just it kind of bores me a little bit and i I think I like that little queer thing, like that, those little queer things about people. Do you know what I mean? Not that little queer thing. That doesn't make any sense, and probably sounds quite offensive. But I don't mean it in that way. So yeah, I like I like the queerness of people. Like it's cool. Like I, and there's some I'm drawn to people, and so many other people are drawn to like other people, and I'm just like, yeah, I can see kind of like why you're drawn to them, but I'm kind of like. I'm kind of not and I think personality is like personality is like the biggest attraction for me if you're like an interesting person or you've got like the right sort of personality like that's that's what does it for me like everything else is like secondary like if you're like you're really attractive to look at and I find you very attractive to look at that's like great and everything but it's your personality I wonder if like why I was always drawn to like people from like the queer community is because like I always knew deep down like my brain somewhere locked away in my brain like in a little cupboard like like a little back cupboard like in a back room somewhere in my brain always knew that I was queer as well like in in some way just we didn't know didn't know why like I didn't know how I was queer like didn't know what what part of the community I belonged to so as I grew up I knew that I was different and I used to say things like I'm different from other men, I'm a feminine man, I'm not a manly man, I'm me misgendering myself right now, I'm a metrosexual man, I'm not a man, well that, that was that was alright, that wasn't so much misgendering, that was quite cool, I'm me, that was a, that's a personal favourite, I'm me, I like that one, I'm, I'm just me, um, I used to I used to avoid using titles at the front of my name as well. I hate I hate like oh, it's Mister and Mrs and Ms and Master this. I just really dislike it. Like I just I just I hate it on so many levels and like there's it's more than gender. I think I just don't like I just don't like it. Just don't like it. So yeah, just like seeing my name and like my bank card with a with a Mister on it. Just like it's just. It, it just irks me. It always has done. I never understand. I never understand fully like why it did. But I guess gender could be that reason. Like I don't know. Maybe it's that I just don't like it, and I just want my name. Like so, yeah. I never really like felt like I fitted like totally in with like being a woman or a man. I just had to stick with my assigned gender and make it work for me somehow. So I just got around it, and you know, I just got around it in whatever way I could. Like so like explaining myself in certain ways and just saying oh I don't like titles or or just I just didn't use my titles I just use my name um just use like where's that metrosexual what does metrosexual even mean I don't even know what metrosexual means I think so I don't even know what it means I think someone used it like somewhere once I heard it I was like okay I'll go with that like, I just didn't want to be a man I just knew that I didn't want to be a man but I I didn't feel like a woman so I was just like trying to find all these other words to kind of conflate me in a different way I'm not even sure it conflates the right word but like to try and ex explain who I was in a different way and I wish and I know the word genderqueer was out there at this time so I just maybe I should have been using that but I just didn't I didn't really find it or understand it or look to understand it which was silly really because that would have probably fit at the time and non-binary is like non-binary is being used for a while as well like just all these words that I could have used like as like an umbrella term to explain but yeah I picked all these other words like just even thinking about like conversations I've had with people about it like makes me sound like I'm trying to be like one of those one of those men that's like oh I'm not like other guys I'm not I'm, I'm not like I'm not like other men I'm a different I'm a different sort of man but I actually 
it wasn't like that it was like i actually i'm not a man like i don't feel like a man but i don't have the words to explain it so this is why i'm using these terms anyway so i often used to go over and over in my head and say am i trans and i've realized that being in a binary gender is way too restrictive and stifling for me personally and i get it that other people you know binary genders work for like other trans people and for cis people like but for me just way too restrictive way too restrictive and i do find it stifling and even though i don't have like i don't have like the complete like words to fully describe how my gender feels to me at the moment and maybe i never will what i do know is that i'm not cis and i don't i don't feel strongly enough for either side of the of the binary inverted commas i'm trying to say that in like a inverted commas way like on a podcast so you get that i don't really believe in the gender binary anyway i'm well like i'm a firm believer of the gender spectrum now i have more understanding of gender identities as well as believing sexuality is a spectrum as well so like, i just i've always been like the sexuality is a spectrum like i just should and i always believed that gender was a spectrum but i never really like looked at myself enough in the middle of it to understand early and then I, when I really should have been focusing and I say middle very loosely I should have been focusing in on the other areas of the gender spectrum not in the middle because it's not a line it's like it, it's a spectrum like it's not it's not like you have man and woman and then like some like third gender in the middle like it's it's a spectrum so I should have been focusing on where I was on the spectrum I know that I definitely float somewhere on both of those spectrums and I don't fit into what society has made us try to think that are the only options like being straight or gay or just being a man or a woman like I don't fit into either of them like so I'm not wrong they're wrong they're wrong saying they're the only two options because I, I think a lot of bisexual people and pansexual people definitely get erased like if you're not straight in society you're gay like and it's like no like life is not that simple like life is not like, just just shut up basically life is not that simple like and if everyone wants to always group people into like really simple piles of people and it's like no like we're human beings we're like living we're living organisms with brains that think and feel in lots of different ways you can't just put us into like neat tidy piles of people that conform to one thing or another like no just no like for me i'm not really straight and i'm not really a man but like it doesn't mean i'm gay and it doesn't mean i'm a woman like so i would say my gender is kind of fluid and kind of lacking at the same time which is kind of a weird thing to say but like it's it's definitely got like some fluidity to it but also i don't kind of believe in gender in some ways as well like so it's kind of like but what is it that I'm fluid in like so I'm kind of like this like weird I'm kind of at this weird thing but I'm definitely like non-binary that's for sure so that's why I use the umbrella term non-binary and I think maybe that's why a lot of other people use um, the umbrella term non-binary because it's, it's hard to put into words sometimes like gender feelings are complicated they're not simple it's not I am this I am that is that's why umbrella terms exist that's why some people just say I'm queer. They don't even go into like non-binary or trans. They just say I'm queer. Like same with um, gay or bisexual people or pansexual people or asexual people. Like sometimes it's just easier to like use an umbrella term. I think of as I've discovered today, like sometimes putting these feelings into words and being able to say them out loud. I don't even think I've done it perfectly. I've tried to do it as best as I can, but putting these feelings into words to try and emote to somebody else whoever's listening out there is it's just so difficult and i think i think this is why having to justify your gender your gender identity like and to have to like explain someone and get them to believe you like to get the gender affirming and sometimes life-saving treatment it's just like it's just mind-blowing because you've got someone there gatekeeping you because you can't sometimes put the way you feel into words it's not it's not an easy thing to do so i think this is why we definitely need reform in the uk and like we need it now like waiting for 
the government to make their decisions and have their meetings and include people that shouldn't even be involved in those meetings who are sometimes openly transphobic as well like it's why we need it urgently like we need to be recognized as non-binary people legally we need to have access to healthcare, whether that's for mental health physical health or whether that's for other like surgeries and hormone therapies we need them and we shouldn't have to be able to appease somebody that we are who we are just because they want us to say a certain narrative or they want us to reassure them it's not up to us to reassure them we are who we are we exist so i think the lack of access that so many trans people have to healthcare is just it's it's criminal it's criminal and there's so many like great like organizations that are like trans-led or lgbtqia plus organizations that they're doing their best to provide all they can like and all the support they can but really it should be coming from our national health service and it should be government funded like no one else's health care and stuff is is denied like it's it's just like why i think that's something i really struggled to to get my head around is why in 2021 a whole community of people are still being discriminated against i'm not even somebody that wants like surgeries like not in the moment anyway it's not something that's really like something that's a big thing for me but i know for other people like some of these like surgeries are like life-saving for them but it's not just it's not just about surgery it's about hormone therapy it's about mental health it's about just basic like basic treatments like sometimes like there's discrimination like with people you know discrimination the way that trans people are treated in healthcare so as much as it's great that we've got all like the trans-led organizations we need it we need on top of that we need the support from the national health service and from the government because without that it just leads to people like when they need like surgeries and stuff it leads to them having to go private and they're spending thousands of pounds thousands of pounds to go private because the waiting lists are just so long or impossible so i think that's all i got to say on that for now but i think the fact that i found it so hard to explain some things and this has taken a lot of effort to even get to to recording how I feel about a lot of these things on this episode it just shows how hard it is for other people under pressure with their appointments um, to make the most out of them and explain in the best way they can and feel feel like they're going to be validated and feel like they're going to get the support that they need so that's just my point so to summarize I'm trying to constantly like learn new things about myself and the experiences of other trans people within the community and i feel like that's a really important thing to do even if you're you're in the community don't just be totally like centered on yourself because other people in the community need need like support as well like i may not want certain things but there's other people that that's vital for so i continue to learn about stuff that affects me and continue to learn about stuff that affects other people that doesn't affect me so much I think that's really important so just like reading books podcasts listening to other people's stories and you know watching youtube videos documentaries looking at history i'm just trying to like take in as much like transmedia as possible and just try and learn about what's going on in like other parts of the world as well so hopefully i'll be able to add some of that to to the podcast as time goes on as well so to to share the knowledge and like kind of like educate maybe some cis people in the process as well that'd be pretty cool like convert some more allies because you can never have a you can never have enough allies i think i think you're much stronger with with allies especially allies with privilege cis privilege and cis white privilege as well like those are the people that you you not necessarily need but like they're people that are helpful to have on your side as opposed to on the other side so yeah, I'm going to continue to like try and understand 
myself as time goes on I think as the podcast goes on you'll hear like maybe different things from me and maybe I'll contradict myself at some points but it's cool like we're all, we're all continuing to learn accept and embrace my gender identity. I accept my gender now at 30 years old but still sometimes I get imposter syndrome which I'm sure a lot of you can relate to. Society has taught us myths and stigmas around being trans. I used to think that because I wasn't interested in surgical stuff to do with my gender that I couldn't be trans even though I still experienced gender dysphoria. In some ways if I was binary trans and wanted all like the full the full surgery like top surgery bottom surgery if I wanted everything and like I was just like I'm a woman I know I'm a woman like from day one I knew I'm a woman like I probably would have came out a long time ago so being non-binary it kind of I think it kind of has prolonged that process for me and like I'm 30 years old now and you know I I think like obviously there's a younger generation now who are coming out as non-binary a lot earlier and that's that's really cool i'm a little bit envious obviously like because that would have been really cool to like be out like at like in my teenage years and, and live as my authentic self from day one but i feel like i feel like i've kind of lived as myself just not with a label and not being able to explain myself fully and then kind of but which has kind of caused me some like internalized stuff which which is the bit that I kind of I'm kind of envious about about that I think although I've always been me I've always been trans I just haven't always been comfortable with it because I didn't know what I was so I always didn't understand the feeling so I wish I'd been able to understand from an earlier age like some of the younger people now which is really cool and even though I'm like a little bit envious you know like it's cool like because there's like a generation above me and then there's a generation above them so it's the same for everyone progress progress happens over time and the next generation benefit off the previous generation and you know the previous generation benefit off the previous generation it's just the way the life works so there's no bitterness it's just i do sometimes think if i go back in time be like but like bring the progress with me that'd be that'd be like pretty wicked that'd be pretty wicked because i think i think like maybe if i was to go back 15 years just it just wouldn't be explainable and i think even like even now being non-binary it's hard to explain to people and people a lot of people don't get it and i think that's like the nerve-wracking thing about coming out to people is you're worried that they just won't get it and they'll either try and like validate what you're saying to them or they'll just make a mistake of what you're saying to them if you know what I mean like they'll either purposely invalidate or go that's ridiculous or that's not real or that's that's made up or that's or that's the woke left or whatever (laughs) some of these some of these um transphobes come out with and morning tv presenters (sighs) like so it's always the worry because that's that's the media even even now like with more awareness like non-binary people are still like we're not even we're not even legally recognized and we're with the laughing stock of media so coming out is a bit nerve-wracking so i think that's why i've just come out to my partner at the moment so i am because my generation of people like in their like early 30s now or late 20s you know different generation different generation this wasn't like openly talked about when we were younger so i i think i always keep like a, a fairly young head but i know that other people that i know aren't the same as that and they kind of stay in their time i like to like try and move forward with time and like i always say that like young people i always say like listen to young people because young people are the future and young people actually are usually aware of things that we're not aware of like slightly older people and now like as a 30 year old i am a slightly older person i wouldn't say i'm old but i'm a slightly older person so i always say to like people like always like listen to like the young people like because 
they're gonna be correct about stuff that we're incorrect about do you know what i mean like a lot of people they they're like oh young people like they uh, they will come out with all this this stuff and like that's not like that's not how it was in my day but like usually progress is made over time so i always look at young people and like i have a lot of respect for for people like that are kind of pushing stuff forward and i think it's really cool that they've been able to come out and be open about genders and i know there's been like a lot of negative press about um, like being made about like the amount of like youngsters that now don't identify as a cis or het or both like but actually it's cool it's because they they're, they're progress they're the signs of progress and then the generation after them are going to be even more like they're going to be even more progressive because like knowledge as time goes on it it gets it gets more and more and more and more so you gotta look at the younger people so like in 20 years time i hope i've still this progressive and look at the young people because this is how you get these people that are like turfs and stuff because they're stuck in the past and they don't look forward they only look backwards look forward stop you from being ignorant look forward all the time you know don't look backwards don't look back in how things don't look at things like how they were in the past like because times change people learn stuff we all learn stuff science changes like psychology changes you know communication changes like the internet like has allowed so much so much knowledge and so much shared community that you know community that couldn't have been there before so so many people were living in like as non-binary people or trans people like binary trans people and they weren't able to communicate with others so they weren't able to explore in the same ways as this generation and my generation and even the generation before like were able to were able to explore like the generations before like the internet that didn't really use the internet as much they weren't able to explore these feelings in the same way as we were and the kids now they've got access to so much information and they got it from a young age so literally children can know about themselves so much more because they can communicate with other people and they can they can communicate and they can learn about so many different things and watch so many different resources that that I can that I couldn't have done do you know what I mean because you know on dial-up internet when i was a kid like one like windows 95 like you it's not the same like so we always got to look for the for, forward to the future for for the progress that's my point that's my ramble so let's get back on track so in the past i always talked myself out of the fact that i thought i might be trans because it felt complicated and i always found ways to talk myself out of it and like the cliche i'm not trans enough or i'm not proper trans person or the whole i'm just confused stigma the same sort of things that transphobe use against that community i was using them against myself internally for years but i mean the amount of stuff that i read online when i was experiencing gender dysphoria which i know is gender dysphoria now mainly about trans women because i thought that the only real genuine option was trans women was probably a clue to the fact that i wasn't cis seeing over the last few years like more and more trans awareness and more and more exposures definitely helped me personally especially the non-binary exposure and finally finding a community i can actually fit into in some way it's like it's taken a little while to feel valid as a trans person and of course i still get intrusive thoughts but that's down to cis normative society we're all forced to survive in you know like these these intrusive thoughts and these like this imposter syndrome that, that sometimes comes across like all the doubts and that you it's your, it's your body it's your brain trying to trick you it's your brain trying to trick you into almost into conforming because it's been trained to do that so it's normal so if you're experiencing these like and you know you're trans these thoughts like that come in and they're intrusive thoughts sometimes like that you're not the only one experiencing them but they're valid so I just continue to be me. I don't feel like the need to conform to societal norms deep down. Like I said before, I never really like to, but sometimes I've had to tone it down for like who I am. Like I had to tone down who I am, I should say, for work or like other reasons. Like, and it hurts. But but now I'm out to my partner. I'm a little bit more liberated mentally. And although I don't 
I don't go telling everyone that I'm that I meet I'm non-binary. Like I don't go like I don't go like waving my flag around the street like every day. Or I don't like I don't go up to like random people tapping my shoulder and go non-binary. By the way, like but I do like I proudly wear my my pronoun badge, my they them pronoun badge, um, on my um on my work bag when I go out to work, and I also wear like my some other trans badge badges with the um trans flag on so like it's not like it's not like hidden but like, i don't like i don't like wear a t-shirt saying i'm non-binary like to work every day because it's no one else's business apart from mine so yeah like if someone if someone asks though like if i feel comfortable around them and i get a good sense of them that they're they're a cool person like oh, i might tell them like but like, even if they're a stranger but if i get a good sense of them i'll tell them but like if if i don't then there ain't no chance like if I get a bad sense of someone I'll just be like oh yeah uh, I, I won't I won't I won't like I don't need to go into detail about you I don't need to be questioned I don't need to be made a joke of I don't need I don't need to be like uh, hate I don't need to be hate crimed or anything like that I don't need to feel unsafe and anything like worse than that so I just yeah I've just played like like a lot of people probably do like I just I just I'm just careful so if I want to express myself in a certain way, I will. Like I'll do it. And like now I understand me and accept me a lot more than I used to, which is cool. Like it's just now society that needs to catch up and accept all trans people and acknowledge that we exist and we deserve respect like other human beings. So we can all live freely and safely. Like that's that's all it that's all it is. That's what we need. Like once you've accepted yourself, it's society's responsibility to catch up. It's not it's not your responsibility, it's society's. But sometimes we have to put in the emotional labor but hopefully we get to a point where we're no longer putting in as much emotional labor because it's a lot to talk about feelings it's a lot to educate people that don't understand us and it's the same for other marginalized communities as well to have to constantly explain themselves and explain themselves like you shouldn't have to do that as a human being like because society dictates that this is this and this is this like like fuck that shit like let people live as who they are no matter who they are let them live as who they are on top of that like people in the media and turfs like dismissing the trans community and treating non-binary people as a joke it's like it's just so harmful and like i've I've watched the videos and i I sometimes do it to myself as well i sometimes watch the videos because i just want to be like angry like almost sometimes i feel like i want to be like angry at someone or what i just want to know what people are thinking about me and I want to know what people are thinking about like, our community. I just want to know what I'm dealing with and what people's attitudes are. So I'm ready for when I face someone's attitude in real life, I think. Like, but just watching that. Like, I'm not even going to drop any names because I don't really want to give them like any like, shout out or really, to be honest. But if you've like watched like videos and like mainstream media, you, you know who the culprits are. Like, you know who the culprits are on Twitter, you know who the culprits are on morning TV shows or used to be on morning TV shows, you know, you know who the culprits are, like, they just do a lot of harm to the community, but to be honest, like, just, they're gonna just look so bad in the future, so, when you see someone, like, disrespecting and trying to validate people, like, on, it's just... It's just gonna have a real effect on like people's mental health. And if there's any cis people out there like listening to this or any media broadcasters, if you're listening to this, like it really has an effect on our mental health and like it can lead to like serious things. So like just just a bit more respect, like from like the bigger in media would be great really. Like it's not much to ask, like do you know what I mean? It's not I mean we're dealing with dealing with a lot of right wing media to be honest with you, so it's it's probably a lot to ask but you need to do your part and like we ain't going away so you can keep trying to like erase us you can keep trying to like belittle us validate trying to validate us or try and like offend us like you can keep trying to do all these things like but we ain't going away so you gotta deal with it like we're here so fuck you basically and further to that non-binary people like myself in the uk should have the right to be legally recognized by having the option for our gender markers and titles removed off our documents i don't personally want like an x mark marker on like, i don't personally want an, an mx on my documents either like i just want my name that's it like i don't want to be mix i don't want to be an x like i just want I, I like my name personally but if someone wants the x markers instead of the f and the m 
they should have the right like if you don't want the m and the f like if that is like causing you gender dysphoria or if it's like just it's just not who you are obviously like if you're if you're trans and you've got like the wrong gender marker it's not who you are and if you're non-binary you're not either of them so like just let someone have the x personally i think there's no need to have gender markers at all but let them have the x and the same like with the mix like i don't really like titles anyway so the mix kind of like rubs me up the wrong way but like if someone wants to have like a gender neutral title like mix like just let it happen like what's it to you just like just use it like use use that that's their title so like but yeah like i said for me i don't personally like it but i don't speak for all non-binary people and i i definitely don't speak for non-binary people and i definitely don't speak for trans people that want to use those things so i'm just saying it from my perspective that i don't personally like it but i have no problem with it i just don't personally like it for myself and also we should all be able to self-identify like self-id like it shouldn't have to go through like a whole medical system to prove you are trans like or non-binary like let people self-id all these like transphobes like trying to like scare people like using the media using their friends in the media to scare people about it like you're not actually dealing with that's they're just distracting from the point you're dealing with you're dealing with people that are trying to conflate us to people that are actually just often cis people who are taking advantage of systems but if you're a cis person that's going to break the law and do something to someone you're going to do it anyway because you don't you don't give a shit like so it's nothing to do with trans people so basically just just stop like the gatekeeping like self-id let self-id be a thing it's a, it's a thing in so many other places in the world like we're really behind so let self-id be a thing because we need self-id and it'll help us feel more like ourselves and it'll stop us from feeling so alienated and it will relieve some of our gender dysphoria and it will help us feel like a valid part of society instead of like an outcast of society because we haven't got no legal recognition at the moment we've got no legal recognition and as non-binary people and trans people in general can't self-id so we're always having to prove ourselves to cis people and it's just not right like i would feel like much more able to embrace my identity more if i felt safe legally recognized and properly protected from hate and discrimination like my memories of bullying and school sometimes in workplaces as well which has been verbal emotional and physical at times like, it does make me conscious of my safety in certain situations so those moments stay with you so like not feeling like protected and like not feeling like a recognized community legally it just it kind of makes you feel a bit vulnerable and i would say most of like the anxiety i i feel around being trans and non-binary or trans non-binary i should say comes from society and we're forced to fit in to survive but really like society should accommodate us so we thrive like i think that's the message that we're forced to survive when really society should accommodate us so we can thrive that's the way around it should be we should not be accommodating society society should be accommodating us so we can thrive and i think that sums up my feelings on that So the last part of the podcast is a bit shorter than the other sections but I think it's important and it's what do I hope to see for myself and all trans people going forward so I was thinking about this before and I've talked about this um, online before I think I think my hope for going forward and like the future and everything is that we're all free to be who we are like all of the time and from the moment we know like there's no there's no having to wait no more we are just free we are free when we know who we are there's no long wait no external pressures from others and no gatekeepers to stop you from being the true you and i think 
all these all these gatekeepers and people saying oh no you can't do that oh no you're not this enough you're not that enough or make sure like you need to wait not make sure you wait but it's like oh you need to wait to make sure you're sure and like obviously to a degree like we have to be like a tiny bit sensible like shouldn't like just do stuff impulsively straight away but like the weights that we're talking about are like years people know after years like the weights are excessive so i think a future where there's like no long weights like to to be who you want to be and like the ability to obviously self-id is should be instant but like no external pressures from others so like parents or like school teachers or the government or just colleagues or society as a whole like to stop you from being the true you i think that's very important like I think I think that's what I want to see from the future, and I want to see that from the very near future. To be honest with you, I don't want to have to wait years for that. I think education, healthcare, workplaces, sports, schools, and overall society can be inclusive for all people of all identities. Like, and this goes for all marginalised groups as well. Like, I've been, you know, forced in these situations where they're discriminated against because, you know, cis white hit society like it's just like everyone has the right to education everyone i should say everyone doesn't have the right to education but everyone should have the right to education at the way the current system is is made like we should have access to the right sort of education i should say because the education we have is very white it's very cis normative it's very cis het normative inverted commas normative like it's it's just it's there to prop up the system when really we need like proper education like we need education on racism we need education on what it's like to be trans and gender gender identity and sexuality and like colonization all these things that don't get talked about like you know like just like safety in general like all these things that are kind of like missed off the curriculum and just kind of they're left they're actually left for the communities to educate people on themselves but then they bash they bash us down they bash us down so it actually needs to come from like the start so education healthcare like everyone should have equal access to healthcare like no one no one should be facing any kind of discrimination in healthcare and like from a gender perspective and a trans perspective like trans people deserve healthcare just as much as anyone else like if someone needs healthcare to you know to help them let them have healthcare to help them stop treating them like second class citizens workplaces like workplaces should be accepting like i think we've all we've all probably worked in workplaces that are very questionable people working in them that have very questionable behaviors and thoughts and say questionable problematic things so it can make it very uncomfortable for trans people or any anyone that feels discriminated against in society so i think to have safe and inviting workplaces where you can just be yourself and be who you are is like would be like something that i would i would want to strive for like sports that like obviously we know there's like a lot of controversy inverted commas with trans people in sport because people spread bullshit online all the time If kids, if trans kids want to play sport, let them play sport. It's exercise. We all have a right to exercise. We all have a right for that, the, the socialization that sport gives us, the the right to be competitive and the right to compete. Like, you need to stop making it like a political thing. Like, sport is meant to be fun. It's meant to be enjoyable. Like, stop trying to like, stop trying to discriminate people. Like, stop trying to discriminate against people. Like, and use like just like these these transphobic tropes to like discriminate people like out of sport like just let trans people take part in sport as equals simple as it's very easy you just don't you just don't like segregate trans people from women and men like just just let them 
compete. Like, it's just really easy. Schools, like, I suppose that kind of comes under education, really, but, like, like to have more inclusive, like, schools, like, that they really don't tolerate any kind of discrimination in schools. Like, I know that my memories of school just not, they're not great. Like, I think I'll probably talk about that in a future episode, but, like, yeah, just schools that like in proper inclusive schools where you know people actually do care about the students because i always feel like they kind of schools have these policies where they're like oh we're a diverse school we're inclusive we have an anti-bullying policy we have an anti-racism policy we have an anti-homophobia policy transphobia was never talked about like when in my days at school but they probably have that policy now but actually like what are you actually doing in the school to make people feel included to make people feel safe all these things like so so for people to feel safe in school from bullying and harassment and violence at times like, and overall society just just sort it out man sort it out like, just sort it out so we just need to be inclusive like to all identities and i think i think that would be my hope and I think I'd like a world where gender is treated as a spectrum as well and not a binary. And obviously as a non-binary person, of course I'm going to want like, gender to be treated as a spectrum because it is a spectrum. It is a spectrum. The fact that I exist means it is a spectrum. There's no debate. The end. So it just, yeah. The fact that we're all kind of assigned this gender based on our genitals, even though there's intersex people as well, they're still assigned a gender uh, based on their sex assigned at birth like it's just it just it's it, it's just mind-blowing like that that we've lived like society has lived in this way for this period of time and yeah just just blows my mind and just like no one should dictate how you feel no one should dictate how you feel identify or express yourself these seem like really reasonable things but these are things that we don't have at the moment and trans people certainly don't have them and there's other people that don't have this as well this isn't just this isn't just trans people this goes for everyone that can't they can't feel like can't feel like can't be the way they want to be they can't identify they want the way they want to identify they can't express themselves fully like this goes for everyone that can't do that like that's what we need and i think finally liberation safety and equal rights for everyone no matter how you look or identify simple as that liberation safety and equal rights for everyone because at the end of the day no one is equal and no one is liberated until we're all equal and liberated like, there's no such thing as like equality for like one people like no one's that ain't equality you're just becoming the people that you weren't before but you're not if, if everyone if everyone is still unequal so if one group of people is still unequal that's not equality that's just that you're part of the group that's doing better than the other other group or have got more rights than the other group that's not equality that's just that's just you've just joined the oppressor you just have joined the people you've just joined the people that are it's like you've just joined the club that's not equality that's just that's just raising yourself up so I think liberation safety and equal rights for everyone no matter how you look or identify and that means an end to racism that means an end to homophobia that means an end to all gender discrimination that means an end to oppression in countries like from dictators and that means an end to colonization and that means like reparations for people like that means an end for me like i'm a vegan like so that means an end to animal ag agriculture as well like the cruelty that's involved in that so i think liberation safety and equal rights for everyone should be the mantra going forward in society to become a better society to become better people and so everyone everyone can live a better life because that's what it's about
Hey everyone, thank you once again for listening to the They Exist podcast. It's been really cool as always. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, why not leave us a little review and rating? Hit subscribe on the platform you listen to us on and follow us on Instagram at They Exist Podcast. That's at They Exist Podcast. If you have a story to tell or a queer or trans organization to promote or talk about, you can send us a DM on Instagram or you can email us at theyexistpodcast at gmail.com. Take care and you're all valid and loved and speak to you next time. Thank you.